Welcome to this week's episode of Gardening the Well podcast. My name is James, and uh, we're so glad to have you with us today. I just want to remind you of our aim here at Gardening the Well. Our aim is to help you have a healthier walk with Jesus. And so if that is what you're looking for, uh, we're here to help you, and that is what these podcasts are for. We try to keep them about 15 to 20 minutes because we know you are busy, and we just want to give you something quick to listen to you. Uh, and the hopes of helping you grow with your walk with Jesus, because that's an incredible, uh, important thing in our lives, is constantly being growing in our walk with the Lord. And so that's our aim here, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. And so um, what really helps us here at Guarding the Well, and I don't know if you're a tech person or not, I'm not, but what really helps us here at Guarding the Well is if uh, you like or review and subscribe to uh, this podcast or the individual uh, episodes, if you could like them or uh, leave a review of the podcast, uh, depending on how it works with the, the podcast hosting that you're listening through, whether it is Apple or Podbean or Google or uh, Spotify, whatever the case may be, that will help us to get uh, this podcast into uh, the eyes and the ears of more and more people. So if you could just hit that like, that review, uh, we would greatly, greatly appreciate that. And uh, you can always connect with us on Facebook at Guarding the Well. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And I have a question for you, and hopefully I could hear back from you on this. And what that is this. Uh, we're coming up on Christmas, and I'm curious, what is your favorite Christmas tradition? What is it that you love to do this time of year, whether it is by yourself or with your family? What is it that you love to do? Uh, I know for my family, one of the things that we love to do every year is go look at Christmas lights. And then my kids also love making gingerbread houses. Uh, we don't make the gingerbread. We actually buy the kits because it's a whole lot easier. Um, but they actually love making gingerbread uh, houses. And actually this year, uh, my uh, 10-year-old son, he, he loves football. And so we actually found a stadium that it's a gingerbread house, but it's a stadium that you, you build this stadium out of gingerbread and decorate it. And so he's incredibly excited to do that. And so what's your favorite family tradition this, this time of year for the Christmas season? Would love to hear from you on that. And uh, with that said, last week's episode, we uh, we're starting to wind down our little mini series, if you would, on crash and burn, where we've been looking at people and trying to pull one or two things out of their lives to see what caused them to crash and burn in their walk with uh, the Lord. And we're just trying to learn from them. And so uh, last week, we uh, started looking at our last person in this uh, mini series, and who that is, is King Asa. And most likely you haven't heard of him. Uh, he, he's just found in a book that a lot of people don't read, uh, Second Chronicles. Great book. You should read it. But he is one of the kings. Uh, he is in the family line of King David, and he's one of the kings of, of Israel. And what happens, is, as I said last week, he follows the Lord really well for the the bulk of his uh, kingship, which was about 41 years, but the last five or six years of his his life, of his walk, um, he didn't finish well. He didn't finish well at all, and he crashed and burned big time. And last week, I told you that something happens as we get older. It's this snare of age, as I said in, in the last episode, and you could go back and take a listen to it, 
And what happened with King Asa, and one of the things that caused him to crash and burn, and one of the things that caused you and I to crash and burn, is the older we get, the more we rely upon ourselves and not God. And that does not end well, as we see, see with King Asa. But there's something else I wanted to pull out of King Asa. And once again, this is found in Second Chronicles chapter 16, if you want to read it. Uh, Asa is found in chapters 14, 15, and 16, if you want to get a... a a bigger picture of him but king asa uh just gonna set this backstory really quickly uh king asa uh he was getting ready to go to battle uh the northern kingdom of, of israel is coming down to attack him and the southern kingdom and instead of trusting the lord instead of going to the lord to seek guidance and wisdom and protection in all of this King Asa went to a pagan king and said, hey, if I pay you, will you attack the northern kingdom so that they would leave me alone? And that's what he did. He relied upon somebody else instead of relying upon the Lord. And because of that, that brings us to the second snare of age. And what that is, is this. It's a mishandled rebuke. Uh, I'm pretty sure you've been rebuked in your life uh, before whether it is when you've been a kid a teenager maybe been at work or maybe your spouse rebuked you nobody wants to get rebuked um my oldest son uh if you've been listening to all the podcast or, or know us he has um he's in a wheelchair he has uh, muscular dystrophy and so he has to get blood taken and infusions and things along those lines and he hates needles and he's like i don't want to go get a needle i don't want to go get and i said to him i go listen nobody wakes up going i want to get a needle shoved into my body um it's the same thing with the rebuke nobody ever wakes up or, or starts their day going oh i really hope that i get rebuked today because that's what i want to happen in in my life and Nobody wants to rebuke, but we do get rebuked by others, and as you're going to see, we get rebuked by God. And the important thing that we have to realize and ask ourselves is, how do we handle that rebuke? What do we do with it? And so that brings us to King Asa. I told you that King Asa, he had this war that was just starting to get ready to go, and instead of going to the Lord and seeking him, he pays off another king, a pagan king, to do a couple things, and God is going to call him out on this. And so in Second uh, Chronicles chapter 16, uh, starting in verse 7, I want to read this to you. At that time, Hanani, the seer, came to Asa, king of Judah, and said to him, Because you relied on the king of Aram and not on the Lord your God, the army of the king of Aram has escaped from your hand. And I just want you to get this. And so God is using this gentleman by the name of Hanani, uh, the seer. And we don't really know much about him. Uh, I picture him kind of as like a Jedi. I don't know why. I'm probably wrong on this. Don't quote me on this. But I kind of see him, you know, just walking around with uh, a robe over his head, kind of like, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi or something along those lines. But that's what I have in my head. I don't know why. So Hananiah, he comes to King Asa, and the Lord says to Asa through uh, the seer Hananiah, he goes, Asa, because you relied on the king of Aram, because you did not rely on me, the king of Aram has escaped from your hand. And what the Lord is saying is this, because you didn't rely on me, Asa, you lost everything. All the blessings that I wanted to give to you, the victory that I wanted to give to you, he goes, you've lost absolutely everything because you didn't rely on me. 
the Lord says to Asa, he goes, Asa, if you relied on me, I would have given you the king of Israel and the king of Aram. Think about that. He goes, I would, I would have given you both kings and, and, and both victories and both territories. I would have given you all of this, but now you have neither because you did not rely upon me. And the Lord goes, Asa, you should have relied on me like you did before. And what we see in this is that God is calling King Asa out. The Lord wasn't pleased. He wasn't happy. God's not happy. He's not pleased when we rely on other people or ourselves instead of him. And then the Lord says something that I love in verse 9. The Lord says this, For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. You have done a foolish thing, and from now on you will be at war. You see, in that, the Lord looks to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. See, this shows part of the nature of God. It's his compassion. It shows to us that God wants to strengthen us, that when our hearts are committed to him, that when we are devoted to him, he will strengthen us. He wants to do that. But God's not going to strengthen us when our hearts are not committed to him. You may ask, well, why? Why won't God strengthen my heart if I'm not committed to him? Well, it's the same reason we don't eat soup on a roller coaster. Things aren't going to work out really well. You see, when our hearts are not committed to Jesus, it means our hearts and our minds are all over the place. It's like being in the sea and being tossed back and forth. We're just too busy to see what's going on, too busy to experience God's strength because of everything going on in our lives. You see, it's when we rest and when we commit our heart to the Lord that he strengthens us. And we experience his strength because we're resting in him. We're not filled with everything else going on in our lives. The Lord tells Asa that he did a foolish thing. Has anybody ever told you that you did a foolish thing? How did you respond to them? Let me ask you this. Has God ever said to you, you've done a foolish thing? How did you respond to him? See, as we mishandle the rebuke of God, it leads to us crashing and burning. You see, King Asa, he didn't handle God's rebuke very well, because in verse 10, we read this. Asa was angry with the seer because of this. He was so enraged that he put him in prison. At the same time, Asa brutally oppressed some of the people. So God rebukes the king. King Asa gets rebuked by God. And so what is the response? Is it one of humility? Is it one of repentance? Is it one of, Lord, you know what? You're right. I did something stupid. Will you forgive me? It wasn't anything like that. He takes the messenger of God, Hanani, and he throws him in prison because he is enraged. Like, think about it, it, enraged. Have you ever seen somebody enraged? You know, the veins are popping out. They're just angry. That was King Asa. He was livid because he got rebuked. And so he throws Hananiah the seer in prison. And then at the same time, he brutally oppressed some of the people. And so some of the people, I don't know if it was just uh, civilians or maybe people in, in the, the palace or uh, his, his officials, we're, we're not told who they are, but Asa was so angry that he oppressed other people. And sometimes that's what we do when we get rebuked. When we get rebuked, we get so mad that we got rebuked that we take it out on other people and we don't handle it rightly. You need to understand this, that God is going to rebuke you. He's going to rebuke me. And the reason that God rebukes you and I is because he loves you. 
God loves you so much that he doesn't want to watch you make stupid and foolish decisions in your life. He doesn't want you to crash and burn. And so he's going to rebuke you when when you and I don't rely upon him or when we're sinning or whatever the case may be. He's going to send a rebuke. And sometimes he'll send the rebuke as we read his word, as we're praying. Or God will use somebody else to come into our lives and go, hey, you know what? I don't think you're doing this rightly. I, I think you're sinning in this. And that is a rebuke from the Lord. So let me ask you, how are you responding? How are you responding to the, to the Lord rebuking you? Because this is so important. And the reason why it's important is this. The way you handle God's rebuke is going to set you up for one of two things. If you handle the Lord's rebuke in a way that is godly, that is right, that is one of humility, of repentance, of seeking forgiveness and uh, reconciliation, that is going to set you up to grow and mature in Christ. It is going to secure your foundation in Him. It's going to secure uh, the foundation of your life. It's going to guard your heart. It's going to guard your wellspring, if you would, going off of Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. And so it sets you up for blessings from the Lord. And and blessings there can be wisdom, it could be strength, it can be encouragement, it could be a whole host of things. But when we respond properly and rightly to God's rebuke, it sets us up to grow and mature in the Lord. But, and this is big, if we don't respond properly to the rebuke of the Lord, it sets us up to crash and burn, just like it does with King Asa. King Asa does not respond properly to the Lord's rebuke. And because of that, it sets him up. It puts him on the path of crashing and burning. You see, far too often we mishandle the rebuke of the Lord because of our pride, because of our selfishness, and a host of other reasons. But a lot of times it's pride and selfishness. Well, I'm not wrong. I think things should be done this way. I want to do it that way. I want to do it my way. And it just comes back to pride and selfishness. It comes back to the snare of age. The older we get, the more set in our ways we become, the more we think um, we know what we're doing and we're right all the time. And that's not the case. God is right all the time. You and I aren't. But the older we get, we have to make sure that we're handling God's rebuke properly, that our hearts are soft, not hard, because that's what happens as we grow older. Our hearts become harder. As I said, we just get set on our ways, and our hearts are not as soft and moldable and teachable as they once were. And because of that, when God comes at us to rebuke us in one way or another, we fight against him. We ignore him. We say, God, you're not right. I I don't think I'm wrong in this. And that literally sets sets us up to crash and burn in our walk with the Lord. And so let me ask you, how are you handling the rebuke that God brings to you in your life? Are you ignoring him? Are you fighting against him in this? Or are you humbly submitting to his rebuke and then seeking forgiveness and reconciliation from him? Because if you want to crash and burn like Asa did, then keep ignoring and mishandling the rebuke of God. But if you want to grow, if you want to mature in Christ, receive the rebuke of the Lord humbly in faith and repentance and allow him to work in and through your lives. 
So that wraps up our series on Crash and Burn. And hopefully the Lord has brought a couple things to you and to your mind uh, as we've gone through looking at uh, these different uh, men in the scriptures to see how they crashed and burned. And with Christmas up on uh, just a few weeks away, next week's episode is going to be something that my mind always goes to this time of year because, well, I worked in a grocery store, and so it kind of comes from from that. And so hopefully you'll join us next week as we jump to the Gospel of uh, Luke and see a little tiny story that has huge implications for us, especially this time of year. And so uh, I'm going to pray for you all in just a minute, but uh, hopefully if you don't mind leaving us a like or uh, a review, uh, maybe subscribing, we'd love to hear from you. And if you have any questions that we can help process, help you process with from a biblical angle, uh, please let us know. You can comment uh, on the video on Podbean. You can connect with us on Guarding the Well and leave us a message or a comment there. Uh, we'd love to help you uh, tackle the things that might be a you know, attacking your heart that you're struggling to guard against. And uh, so we'd love to hear from you. And so let me pray for you as we're getting into the Christmas season, because I know life gets really, really hectic. Father, I I thank you for those that are listening. Uh, Father, I thank you for uh, their heart for you, their love for you. I pray that your hand of blessing would be upon them. Lord, I pray that you would encourage them. I pray that you would strengthen them. I pray that you'd meet them where they are, Lord, and that you'd watch over them. Lord, I pray that you'd help them to guard their hearts. I pray that you would help them to grow and mature in you and that they'd help to that you'd help them receive the rebuke that you give to us so often, Lord. Lord, we ask this so that you would be glorified and so that we would grow in you, Lord. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.